It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about a win over Central Michigan and a look forward to LSU. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is former Syracuse kicker Ricky Krautman. Ricky, thanks so much for coming on the program. No problem. Anytime. Glad to be here. And Ricky, I want to get you started on this one. You were a kicker at Syracuse from 2003 to 2005. Catch us up on what you've been up to since then. All right. Uh, most importantly, um, besides uh, only my own coaching business, um, I got married uh, this past March uh, 21st. Congratulations. Exact, so thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, enjoying married life and um, coaching a lot. Um, again, I had my own business called Ricky Grabman Kicking, and it's been very busy uh, over the past uh, few years. Started the business about six years ago, but um, it's been, uh, once again, extremely busy, and I love what I do. I'm very passionate about coaching and helping um, not only kids, but also uh, older teenagers, college kids as well, and um, have a lot of experience with that. And um, I was actually uh, teaching phys ed and health the past few years as well, so I have my full-time teacher certification in uh, phys ed, health, and driver's ed. So uh, just been very busy just with the teaching, coaching, and um, obviously spending time with my wife and my family, and uh, again, just enjoying life and trying to be as productive as possible. So, and living in New Jersey right now, um, living in Wayne, New Jersey, and uh, just once again enjoying life. So that's uh, really what I've been up to since uh, the Syracuse days, and um, everything's going well. Troutmankicking dot com, and uh, it sounds like a, a really great way to, to, you know, I guess, coach kids who are going into the future. And I just want to ask you, what are some of the things that you work on with your athletes to improve their games, especially when it comes to either kicking or pumping? That's a great question. Um, that's something I actually address to all my potential clients and my present clients, um, you know, the things that I do to help them better their game, not only on the field, but off the field when it comes to academics and um, making sure they understand the notion of being a student athlete, um, not just an athlete student. And I tell all my kickers and punters that um, without having good grades, really, you're not going to be able to go to college. Um, and uh, I, tell, I tell them the way it is because I, I was on full scholarship at Syracuse. And um, that's the first thing I really talk to them about is uh, knowing um, what comes first and what comes second. I mean, when they're in school, obviously, they're focused on their studies. Secondly, um, when they're on the field, it's football. Um, and that's really the kind of the background that I give for the academic uh, standpoint. And, um, again, the higher grades are, the, the better chance of you, um, you know, scholarships are hard to get, but better chance of you getting into college. But when I first, when I first meet my, um, my clients um, or my kickers and punters, I, I tell them the importance of warming up and stretching. And uh, what we do is we go over that. I warm up and stretch with all of them. I do everything, um, and uh, that's, that actually goes a long way because there's not too many coaches out there that stretch and warm up with their, with their clients. And I tell them about the importance of it and making sure they're staying flexible and loose uh, on a daily basis. Um, we work on uh, technique for extra points and field goals and kickoffs, uh, also punting. Um, I actually can coach long snappers as well. So I, <laughs> I'm actually a, a, I consider myself um, a triple threat. So <laughs> I uh, – I talk to him about just the, the mental aspect, which is very important, uh, or that's probably one of the most important things in kicking is um, knowing how to deal with pressure and 
uh, if there's, you know, 50,000 people at a game or 3,000 people at a game, how to block out all those um, exterior pressures and just focusing and making sure you're doing your job. And, again, when you kick a football, you've got one job to do, and obviously the snap and the pass to be uh, in coordination as well. Um, and I tell my guys, I don't care if you're an All-American, but if you don't have a good snapper and holder or a line that blocks for you, um, you're not going to be, you know, <laughs> you're not going to be successful and your team's not going to win games. So uh, the mental aspect I address every session uh, when I meet with my guys, I talk to them about visualization techniques, uh, the importance of taking deep breaths before, you, before they kick the ball or punt the ball. Um, again, we work on uh, the technique of kicking off, making sure they're not um, kicking, you know, too much every day, and, again, addressing the fact that stretching and flexibility and strengthening your core, your abdominal section in your stomach, uh, is very important with kicking and um, plyometrics and all that stuff. So I give them a workout plan. Uh, when I see them, once again, we you know we do everything. We we recap about um, the last session, what things to improve on, and uh, there's always a recap. I take um, my iPad out. I film the session at times. I you know try to get as many um, clips in as possible so I can sit down with my line after the session and go over what their mistakes are and all that stuff. But um, once again, I really love what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do and. Uh, my clients um, really enjoy working with me, and I, I can sound uh, cocky and confident by saying that. But <laughs> you know, um, I really, I really, uh, they really see the passion of uh, what, what I do with them, and um, I just word of mouth, I, I just get a lot more clients. It's they, them loving the sessions. Again, it's just not about them coming to the sessions and kicking footballs. Um, it's getting to know them on the next level, um, forming that professional relationship with them, and. Um, having them come and giving, putting them in competitive situations, which is very important too. Not just, you know, having them kick with a hold, you know, on a, a tripod stand and have them kick. It's very important that uh, they, they're put under competitive situations, whether they're competing with other kids that I have, mini group sessions, and um, sometimes I even get involved and I'll compete with them in a game of horse, uh, which I tell them uh, it's not only the game in basketball, but we also do that in kicking as well. So um, we have fun, and that's that's the bottom line. So. That's uh, that's where I come from, but a lot of the kids that I see that have been very productive over the past few years um, have you know have gone on to college and um, are very successful at the at the present time. So it just it keeps getting better, crowd kicking. I'm really excited about the the, uh, the the present and the future as well. So well, Ricky, uh, you sound very passionate about kicking and and your business, and I, I know another thing you're very passionate about is Syracuse because. You obviously went to Syracuse, and your younger brother, Ross, also went to Syracuse. So what is it about Syracuse that drew both of you amazing kickers there? Um, well, first of all, the tradition. Um, when I was a junior in high school, I ended up getting my first scholarship to Rutgers. And I'm an in-state kid, obviously a New Jersey guy, born and raised. And um, Coach Chiano had offered me a scholarship my junior high school. And uh, Syracuse didn't offer me my junior year. Syracuse had offered me uh, the fall of my senior year. And um, I told Syracuse, they call me and offer me a scholarship. Um, I'm a man of my word. I will, you know, commit to them. And uh, the tradition really, like the Gary Andersons, the Linda Mares, um, Nate Trout, Mike Schaefer, all those guys that came through there, um, you know, those are, you know, role models that I looked up to, you know, watching college football. And uh, Syracuse is, you know, pretty much would consider it like a local, local school. It's not a Jersey school. But then again, um, I wanted to get away a little bit and, I don't want to be too far away from home, so that three and a half hour car car ride from Jersey definitely um definitely did well, and uh, you know I would come home whenever I could, obviously after the season was over, and it was it was great, and that kind of me being there for two and a half years, um, and my brother Ross, you know, looking up to me and learning from me as well, who I coached, 
And, uh, you know, as you know, he was a freshman All-American at Syracuse and, you know, didn't play his last year at Syracuse because he had a hip injury. But um, he really – he was really uh, drawn to Syracuse, um, not only because of me, but just coaches that were there. Coach Marone had recruited him and Coach Casulo. And uh, obviously they're not there anymore. But um, just the feel of the school. Syracuse is a great college town, and um, we enjoy the social life. And, you know, you can't, you can't just go to a school and play football. It's, it's a lot more than that. Um, even though we were in full scholarship, um, we did enjoy being there. We, you know, we enjoyed the, uh, the academics, the social life, and all that stuff. And that's what I tell my guys, my kickers, and my clients. I'm like, listen, can you picture yourself at a school if you get hurt or injured? You know, can you see yourself there still, or are you going to transfer? And like, for instance, my brother Ross, who um, had a you know career-ending injury with his hip. I mean, that happened. He could have transferred, you know, but he loved Syracuse and he loved being part of the team. And uh, Coach Schaefer's doing a great job with the team and. Uh, that's someone um, who's really helped Ross, you know, come along and, you know, get his, uh, get himself together. So, um, yeah, that's what really drew us to the school, though. It's the tradition and Syracuse football. I mean, hey, they're coming back first time since 1991, 3-0. So that's it's really exciting. So, so we'll get to we'll definitely get to Schaefer and the 3-0 in a little bit. But one more question before that: You obviously mentioned your brother Ross and you know a really tough injury to end his career. But what's he been up to since then? Uh, Ross, uh, occasionally helps me out with my kicking business, um, in New Jersey. Um, you know, we, uh, we're trying to get some more camps going this year and, uh, we do a lot of mini, mini group sessions and private sessions and I'll get, you know, I'll tell them, Hey, can you work with this kid? You can you work with this kid. And, um, I'm lucky to have kids from all over the tri-state area. You know, I just don't do this in New Jersey. I have, uh, clients from all throughout the tri-state area. So I have kids from New York, Liverpool, New York the Syracuse area that come all the way from Syracuse and Liverpool to come see me um, and uh, that three and a half hour distance and they go back. So Ross, when he was up at Syracuse, I would refer those kids to Ross and Ross would train those kids up there as well. And um, he's just been very, um, very active in what I'm doing. And um, I'm glad he can, you know, obviously be part of it. And uh, that's about it. But yeah, it's been very, very busy just, you know, trying to find other jobs as well. But the kicking thing is right now he's passionate about and trying to, get his, you know, get himself out there with coaching, so. And, Ricky, we'll get you out of here on this one. You know, you just mentioned Syracuse 3-0 for the first time since 1991, and they have a pair of really good kickers, uh, you know, not maybe not on the Krautman level, but uh, they have Cole Murphy. <laughs> no, and they have, they're good. <laughs> and Riley Dixon. What do you think of the team right now, and what do you think of their two kickers? Oh, well, first of all, you know, it's a team sport, so um, – Syracuse football in general uh, is not only 3-0, you know, the first time since 1991, um, but they just gel together. I mean, with the injuries that they've had, unfortunately, with the quarterback situation, and uh, I know Terrell Hunt personally because he was friends with my brother Ross um, and teammates, obviously, with him, and that's a very unfortunate um, uh, thing to go through. But, you know, it is what it is. Syracuse has to move on, and um, I know they had another injury, uh, which kind of, you know, threw them a little um, – X at one point with um, Dungy, but um, I'm pretty sure they'll, they'll get over that. I mean, they have big LSU coming to town, and um, I'm pretty sure Syracuse just it keeps doing what they're doing and um, working as a team and, you know, uh, forcing turnovers and not turning over the ball themselves and just executing. I think uh, they have a fighting chance to get LSU, and um, I think Syracuse as a whole will, will do fairly well. I mean, uh, you know, everyone, everyone, thinks, um, everyone thinks that, you know, Syracuse, you know, this and that. I, I, I truly believe if Syracuse, um, you know, gives LSU a fighting chance, it's going to really make a difference when they get into the actual ACC schedule 
and uh, gives them confidence to, you know, play those ACC teams and um, hopefully blow a bowl game. And I'm very optimistic about that because I know Coach Schaefer does a great job with those boys and the men. And, um, and but uh, most importantly, uh, too, is, you know, the kicking game, the special team. Uh, Riley Dixon, uh, I know personally and uh, more so my brother does. And he's just a great, great person. Um, he's done very well uh, the past uh, several years at Syracuse. And he's going to consistently – do better as a punter, and um, he's a very confident kid, and so is um, uh, Cole Murphy as well. And Cole Murphy was there as a freshman. I don't know what's about freshmen at Syracuse, but uh, <laughs> a lot of the freshman kickers do very well. And uh, I've been very impressed with Cole Murphy's technique and really his demeanor and his desire to, um, you know, to, to help the team win. So both of them have done a great job with helping the team without them and, of course, without the good snapping and holding and um, the line blocking. I mean, again, they wouldn't be – where they are right now. So I give credit to obviously the line and the snapper and holder, but Riley and uh, Cole are doing their job. So hopefully uh, come uh, one of the LSU's Friday night, right? Friday night, Saturday. 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 Okay. And um, hopefully Saturday they come through and uh, not hopefully, I know they will. So uh, it's very, I'm going to be very positive to see what happens, but. Well, Ricky, thanks so much for coming on the program. Again, check out Ricky on KroutmanKicking.com. It's so great to talk to you, Ricky. Good luck with everything. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And, uh, yes, the, the website is up and running. It's uh, www.KroutmanKicking.com. And um, it was actually just recently uh, just everything's updated now. And uh, definitely check it out. So glad to be here. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Really interesting stuff hearing what Ricky and Ross are up to now. And glad to hear they're doing well. I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Beerman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, Syracuse with a 30-27 overtime win over Central Michigan to improve to 3-0 on the season. The first time that's happened since 1991. Are you impressed by the win or discouraged by the fact that they nearly blew a 14-point halftime lead? I'm definitely impressed because statistically, as you mentioned, uh, the first three games, three wins, first time since 1991. But let's face it, you know, it is the right statistic. But if LSU was the scheduled game last Saturday and Central Michigan was the game coming up this weekend, well, then we know Syracuse would most likely be 2-1 and one, uh, going into that Central Michigan game. And we'd still be asking the question next year, would the Syracuse team go 3-0? and oh? But that's just the point. You have to be impressed because they've won all the games. Other Syracuse teams in past years had opportunities to win three games out of the gate but didn't get it done. So it's very impressive that when you look at the games on the schedule, you either win or you lose, and it's very impressive to see that Syracuse is undefeated and matching the entire victory total from last year, and we're still in the month of September. You know, Brad, one of the things that really impressed me about the win was the play of Eric Dungy in the first half. I really liked his ability to run the option. He had a couple nice throws talking about one of that, the, the play action over the top to Ishmael before the headshot from the Chippewas. Mitch Stanitzik really sidelined him for the game. Brad, is he the quarterback of the future? He definitely is, Wes, and it's kind of about the plays you just kind of mentioned. He can get the pass. He has that depth touch, get the ball over rushing linemen, uh, find receivers and zip the ball into them. I know it's only a couple of games into his Syracuse career, 18-year-old kid playing high school ball last year, but at the rate he's going, when he does get back into action after the serious injury against Central Michigan, he certainly has the chance to be the best quarterback up on the hill, 
since Donovan McNabb in the late 90s. Now, I know Ryan Nassib's in the NFL and had a great career under Doug Marone, but certainly you can see the difference, Wes, when Dungey is on the field leading that offense as compared to when other quarterbacks under Scott Schaefer's uh, couple of seasons have been running that offense. And that kind of segues into my next topic, Brad, because what really concerned me is when Dungey got injured, Austin Wilson had to come in. And I got to tell you, Brad, I just don't think he looks like an ACC quarterback right now. And I think the coaching staff agrees with me because Austin Wilson was pulled in favor of Zach Mahoney, who played the game-winning touchdown drive in overtime. So if Dungey is out, I think Syracuse has to really consider burning A.J. Long's redshirt. Well, A.J. Long is still coming back from a hand injury, and there's been some concern as if he's able to throw all the balls that need to be thrown in the Syracuse offense. But certainly if, if he was you know, available and ready to contribute to a win, I don't think the Syracuse staff would redshirt him if they knew that they had a player on the team that could help him to win. But to your point about the drop-off with the quarterbacks we did see in the win over Central Michigan, well, to their credit, Yes, in the end, they got the job done in overtime, but you can certainly see the drop-off. And as recruiting as a whole goes with the most important quarterback position, I certainly give the staff credit. One, they found Eric Dungey out in Oregon uh, in last uh, cycle of recruiting. But two, you know that they're looking to upgrade that position so when the inevitable injuries come, they're going to have a player that they can put in there that's still going to be an ACC caliber. And I think that's something that, you know, with more good recruiting cycles, well, uh, that problem will be solved. But right now, there's certainly that drop-off. And don't forget, you have a quarterback commit from Tampa and Culpepper next year. So I'm really optimistic about stockpiling the position with quality talent. But that's what's going to be needed next. You have to have a backup ready to come in that you feel confident to almost at the same ability as a starter. Now, Brad, let's look ahead to this weekend. Saturday, Syracuse host LSU in the Dome, noon start, ESPN. LSU put the hurt on Auburn over the weekend. Does Syracuse stand any chance to win this game? <laughs> well, they certainly stand a little chance. I was in the Dome that great day in September of 1984 when uh, the Orange Sox number one Nebraska. So I've seen uh, the unfathomable, unfathomable happen in games before, so it's certainly possible. But realistically, with the way LSU played in its win over Auburn uh, last weekend, the great team speed, the tremendous athletes, the quickness, the closing speed on defense, Fournette, the top sophomore running back in the country, uh, I, I say 10 to 20%. And I'm saying that if Syracuse was at or near full strength. And, of course, there's so many injury question marks heading into the game. But uh, LSU just looks like perhaps the class of the uh, SEC West this season Great coach in Les Miles. So a slim bit on chance, but you never know when they tee it up on a particular Saturday. I guess you're right, Brad. You never know on any given Saturday. Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. I want to say I'm impressed early on, uh, Wes, by the administration of new AD Mark Coyle. He's established his staff, the people that will be close around him, helping them to make very important decisions for the athletic department. And it's been very impressive to hear his stories of making the rounds to help get Syracuse football back to where it should be in its national uh, historical importance. And it starts by the customers, the fans, getting to understand uh, the complaints, the praise from the fans that are coming to games at the Dome, uh, trying to do anything he can to turn the attendance around. 
and trying to get all the resources necessary for Scott Schaefer and his staff to be able to compete successfully in the ACC each year. Very impressed early on with the effort, rolling up the sleeves, getting out there, and seeing what he can do to help the football program situation. Boy, wouldn't it be great if Coy was able to emulate the success of Syracuse that he had at Boise State, and I hope that day comes soon. Brad, for my closing thoughts, I wanted to go back to the ejection of Stanitzik. Central Michigan running back Devon Spaulding saying after the game that Stanitzik got death threats from Twitter from Syracuse quote-unquote fans for that hit. Brad, I know there's no place like a hit for that in football, but there's also no place for that kind of behavior on Twitter. Please, guys, if you're sending death threats on Twitter, grow up. Absolutely, Wes. Kind of a sign at the times in such a negative way, Twitter giving instantaneous communications to anybody. But this is football. This is not real life. It was a, a very uh, dirty play, in my opinion. Uh, that'll be met with by officials outside the realm of what we talk about. But, yeah, come on now. Let's be fans and sportsmen on and off the field. That's it for us. For Brad Beerman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that I wanted to buy a candle holder, but the store didn't have one, so I got a cake. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cheese podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV podcast network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.